Welcome to the Triathlon ACT podcast, where you'll find out all the latest news, events, results, and backstory of all things triathlon. You'll also hear from the incredible people who bring triathlon in the heart of the nation's capital to life. And now your hosts, all the way from Canberra, Australia, Craig Johns and Emily Stacey. Welcome to the Triathlon ACT podcast. I'm Craig Johns, Executive Director, and I have with me Emily Stacey, fresh back from a 10-day holiday break, who is our Sport Development Manager. Emily, welcome back. Oh, thank you, Craig. You sound a bit more peppy than I do, but yes, it's good to be back, but I did enjoy my break. You told me you slept in uh, the other day, so that means you must, your body must be going, you know what, I need this rest and recovery, so give me more. Yeah, no, I did enjoy that sleep in, but um, yeah, training is still going well, though, so yeah, there brilliant. is that. And it's great weather right now, right? So we've got autumn weather, great time to be in Canberra, uh, just, you know, not too hot, not too cold yet and generally quite calm and, and relatively sunny days. No, and it's perfect. And with the changing uh, colours with the leaves, I've been loving seeing people's um, training photos on Instagram and Facebook that are quite picturesque, really. Canberra really knows how to turn it on when it comes to autumn and training outside. Now, turning it on, we had we had the TriStars Kids Activities. So we had 10 home triathlon kids activities that can be done by all the family that went out over the uh, the past 10 days over the Easter holiday break. And we had lots of lots of great feedback on those. Did you give them a go? Oh, yes, we did. Yeah, my kids designed obstacle courses in our backyard. And then, so there was three obstacle courses that they designed and then built. And then we all had a go at going through them and timing each other. There were tears, but, you know, I beat them on some of the things. Not all of them. <laughs> and I think many of those activities, um, the big kids in triathlon, so the adults can give some of them a go too, you know, to probably help with a bit of um, technique and strength uh, because you're doing things over a short space. Uh, you, can, you can practice your putting your helmet on fast and tying your shoelaces quickly. So great skills that you'll need when uh, triathlon events occur in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And so we've got more triathlon kids activities being developed and we're going to roll them out each month over the next few months so uh, we've got a great group of people across the whole of sport that are working on those at the moment and i can tell you what they're pretty cool they're pretty cool all right so coming up this weekend we have the anzac swift virtual bike ride event so led by triathlon new zealand that event happens on saturday so anzac day uh, are you going to get involved emily you have to be on zwift don't you i think you do yeah sorry i'm a trainer road all the way so i won't be are you doing it craig no 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 i i actually haven't got on the indoor trainer for a long time so uh, i might break it out at some point this winter um but yeah, no, it sounds really cool. They get a lot of people involved. They have a series in New Zealand, and I, I know people like Aaron Royal has been racing there regularly. I was talking to a couple of clubs the other day who are putting from AC2 who are putting in pretty much their whole squad are going to have a crack at it and uh, and represent online, which is pretty fun. And so you know, a great way to celebrate those uh, and and remember those people that have gone before us and those that fought to look after. Um, humankind in the world 
through working together as Australia, New Zealand, and the Anzacs. So a great way to commemorate that when a lot of other activities around Anzac Day are unable to go ahead, unfortunately. Um, so uh, yeah, so a great way. So get involved if you can. And uh, next, we're starting next week too, we're gonna to do appreciation week for which group? For our technical officials next week. Yay, the technical officials, they're awesome. You know what I love about the technical officials is they are so passionate about their role in triathlon and making a difference and serving the triathlon community. So we're looking forward to um, putting out some posts around different technical officials and, and our whole collective technical program who are just incredible people who are passionate, who give up their time to help you have a fun, safe, and enjoyable race. Have you thought about being a technical official? Me, I have actually. And yeah, there's an online technical official course which is available through the Triathlon Australia website, um, which is available for anyone to do. Um, but yeah, it's definitely crossed my mind Beautiful. to get involved in that. Beautiful. And we'll, so we'll release details around that shortly because uh, that will, and the next lot will open up soon. So once we have those details, we'll post them online. We'll also get them out in the, the newsletter and you can become a technical official and give back to the sport. And actually, you know what? You can learn a lot more about rules and understand what is and isn't appropriate when you're out there competing and participating in a triathlon event. Now we've got an exciting interview today. We're gonna go way back to someone who has been involved in the sport of triathlon and other endurance sports in Canberra for probably, I would say, over 30 years. And she has a wealth of knowledge. She has put together an amazing history project on females in training. So get set, get ready for Die Evans from Females in Training. On this week's show, we have a special guest and she has been involved in the triathlon community and sporting community for a number of decades. And she's actually been a coach for four decades here in the ACT. And I'm really excited to bring you today, Di Evans from Females in Training. Di, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much, Craig. So we've seen a, a huge disruption in the way we're coaching right now, and, and I'm sure you've seen um, quite a few changes in your time when when you first started out coaching would have just been this amateur thing that you did on the side of work and you did it for the absolute love uh, for people you know what was it like for you when you first started out well I was a netball coach to begin with so I'd been involved with netball for a very long time and came to the ACT in oh, about 51 years ago now and joined the netball club here. And I just, there weren't many coaches around. So a friend of mine had said, oh, you should you should become a coach. And I said, oh, no, you know, I, I couldn't. I've never done anything like that. And she said, you're a mother. You organize a household. Of course you can be. You're an organized person. So that was the start of my coaching career. Um, and, you know, I've been very lucky to have amazing coaches that have taught me many things over the years not only in netball triathlon running uh swimming coaches and also cycling coaches so i have been very lucky as a coach yeah brilliant and at present obviously we are in 
uh, isolation to a certain extent at the moment and we have some restrictions around training. So how have you adapted your coaching to meet um, the current way of living? Uh, myself personally or fit in general? Uh, as in fit, yeah, as you're coaching with fit. Yes. So fit have now, we've um, got some virtual training uh, online where our running, our lead running coach is has organised um, a virtual 14-kilometre coached run. So she has written a program and the girls are now uh, training of course, social distancing. I think mainly they're doing it on their own. And they will finish with their virtual 14-kilometre run. So that's a good thing for them to be able to be doing it this time. We've got virtual spinning programs that our cycling coaches are, are running on Wednesdays and Fridays. So all our members can tune in via Zoom and do their virtual spin sessions. Um, and I'm doing a strength program, a strength and conditioning with some running pattern in there as well on, on a Monday. So, so far we seem to be doing quite well where we've got our weeks still planned as we would normally do uh, throughout the week. And hopefully this is really helping with members. We're getting the feedback that it's really helping with them trying to uh, in this very difficult isolated period yeah so it's all about engaging and continuing that communication and it you know it's great to hear that females and training are staying connected and so for you you're obviously preparing for your first virtual strength and, and sort of running skill sessions what has been the most interesting thing that you've learned so far in adapting to how you actually coach over zoom Yes, the technology is always challenging for me. Um, so that's been wonderful, actually, that I've been able to communicate with others via Zoom. And um, me sort of going through the sessions was very challenging when I was trying them out because um, you're, especially for me, it's a bit different with the spinning. Uh, because you're sitting on a bike, but when I'm jumping up and down and trying to demonstrate things as well as organise the um, the IT side of it and stay on the right side so they can actually see from the side or from the front or whichever way you position yourself. So all of that's been a challenge, but fun as well. <laughs> oh, it's great to see that you're finding the fun in it. Now, talking about <laughs> fun as a coach, you know, being involved for for over 40 years, you know, it takes a lot of commitment and time. You know, for you, what is your, your real why or your purpose for continuing to coach? Oh, look, I do love coaching and I love giving back and fit, being involved with fit females in training has been the best thing for me personally because when I joined fit, there were some very good coaches and they gave willingly gave their time to to teach me the the skills in the three discipline of triathlon and so i just thought that i should do the same and really that's what keeps me coaching is giving back giving back to people learning i love educating myself i love it's a continual process i hope to be learning right up until the day i die and and passing on that information that may be helpful to somebody else 
Yeah. And being involved in a females training, which is oh, just an amazing club, you know, I, th- I think it is the largest female only endurance uh, training club or in Austria or sort of Southern Hemisphere, I think, if I know uh, I'm correct here. And yes. it, it started in 1993, and it, it, it's quite impressive when we start to look at the history. And I know you've been a big part of actually collating the history and putting that together on the FIT website. You know, do you think, you know, the original mission of to provide the highest quality training and coaching environment, specifically addressing the physical activity needs of women, does that still hold true today? Yes, it does. Very much so. That's certainly been our, um, the words that we've used right from day one, and we hope to continue to do that. Yeah, and, and going, you know, and you have the opportunity, you, you've developed out, I think, the first sort of 10 years of the history of females in training and are, are working on the remaining years up to now. What, what has been some of the most fascinating things that you've seen as you've started to go back and research around why and how the, the females in training developed? Yeah, well, it's actually the, the start of females in training is really fascinating. So it was started by Robin Barker, who was a triathlete, and uh, Sandra Loffenberger, and they were business partners together. They had uh, the Old Days Centre uh, in Deakin, where they did, uh, it was like Pilates and movement, body movement type of uh, business. So basically that's where FIT started and it was Sandra, that, uh, Robin, that had the, uh, the foresight to see where this could go. And so they, they were just, they had some flyers that they took out, and, you know, to sports stores and different uh, areas. I think Jog Along was one place that they distributed, which is when I saw the flyer when I was doing a Jog Along run. And so they started basically with nothing, but because Robin loved cycling and running predominantly, um, she was the one that educated people and gave them gave sessions to start with. And then they looked for a cycling coach and found John Armstrong, who was at um, the AIS, and he came along and gave some training to to Robin and a few of the women that had started. And I think they started with four, four people, maybe six, and then it grew enormously uh, within two years, actually, to about 70 people. So uh, that was a big a big start. And then people like Sean Mulholland came on board and Gripper, who was actually the person that did I think in 1994 she came on board and then 1996 FIT were incorporated and Anne was the one that did so much of the work for for incorporating females in training. Um, And so it just built from there. Uh, There were amazing things. They were, uh, FIT were awarded um, lots and lots of awards at that time so also we applied for some grants that kept females in training going and enabled us to get more coaches uh, on board so that we were accredited coaches across all three disciplines and that just proceeded I think at 
one point we had 450 FIT members uh, and that was in about five years from, from FIT starting. So that was a huge achievement. Yeah, that's incredible. And when I look back at the history, I see a lot of names that are still relevant in the triathlon and the females in training environment now. You know, we see Sean, Ashan, um, Mulholland, and we see the likes of um, a few others in there that have just, you know, they, they continue to give back to the sport, continue to be involved. You know, Ray Wells is in there. Um, exactly. You know, Anne Gripper went on to be the Triathlon Australia CEO and, yes. uh, you know, incredible, incredible um, longevity of these people. And it shows how strong and passionate they were for the sport way back when it began. For, for you, uh, for, for you now, you know, what, has there been much change to, obviously the mission sustain is the same, but has, have you really seen the club, the culture of the club change at all? Oh, that's a very good question, Craig. Um, I think it has changed somewhat and I've been thinking about that quite a bit. So to start with, I joined in 1999, so I've been with it for quite some time. Um, and I think in those days it was probably um, we were closer in many ways. A lot of people um, that, that leave Canberra have tried starting up fish elsewhere. For instance, in Perth, um, Darwin, Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne. There have been quite a lot of people that have tried to start fit because uh, they've asked for my advice and I've given them advice. And we think that because of the the location of Canberra and Fitnah meet uh, generally on a Tuesdays around the lake. So from wherever you live in Canberra, it's not that far to get to that location. And I think that's probably why Fit have been successful over all these years is that we are in this small community and we're able to stay as a unit together. Um, that, I think, is the strength of of fit in Canberra. It do a very good job in balancing different age, age demographics with inside females in training as well. You know, do you see a real emergence of the different age groups within training sessions and in the culture, or do they still have their own little um, segments of the culture or segments of the club where the younger ones may stay together or, or those that are involved more in running or those more in triathlon or those more in swimming? Yes. Look, it has evolved over the years. There's been, uh, as I say, it started as a triathlon club um, or with interest in the three disciplines of triathlon. And then cycling became uh, a very strong force at the time. Sean was involved with that and Sean Mulholland's an excellent cycling coach. Mary Ann Simpson is another person that's been around with cycling coaching an excellent coach as well as Emma Wensing our current cycling coach so um, then running became very strong so we've had these, these little sections where cycling was strong running became strong and then triathlon as it should be has become a very strong focus of females in training your question about 
the different age groups. It's interesting and wonderful to see that everyone seems to be coming together as a group despite the age differences from, uh, well, we 18 years is when you're allowed to join FIT to I think our oldest member is 80. Yes, that's right. So it's a huge age group uh, difference. But it's really lovely to see them all training together. Because we have our set training days, particular things, um, then everyone comes together on those days. And they can, we've got different uh, groups, particularly in the cycling and the running, where you can just go at, where, at whatever pace you want to go. And we accommodate, the coaches accommodate all of those groups. Brilliant. Now, for a bit of... Um... Uh, so for people to understand where the name females and, tra and training came from, there were a few iterations prior to that. And some of them are pretty funny, actually, to be honest. So we had, we had fist and we had first, we had twit. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, they, they started out as females in strength training. We had females in running and swimming training. Um, twit was training for women in triathlon. Uh, and then it went to females in triathlon and then females in training. Uh, it would have been quite funny to see twit last uh, 25 odd years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't think that that would go down very well. <laughs> or it might. <laughs> Excellent. And a last question. Where do you see the future of females in training? I personally think that females in training will just grow in strength. Um, the reason I say that is because a lot of people are willing to continue to give at fit. And the reason for that is exactly as I said. They have had experienced coaches training them over the years. And then people are very willing, as a result of that, to put their hand up and say, we are happy to volunteer or to learn to coach or to help at the triathlons or any way we can we would like to help and I think that's really the strength of it. People realise that all these years they've had volunteer coaches and they want to also uh, have a part in that. They want to give back just like you and I, Craig, really. Yeah, so that's I think the strength in it. Beautiful. Well, I'd like to acknowledge your amazing contribution to not only triathlon and the, the sports involved in females in training, but also to all sports that you've been involved in right from the beginnings in netball. Your commitment to coaching and to making a difference in serving people and for continuing to ensure that the, the amazing community of females in training continues to thrive and continues to evolve uh, it's, it's really, really pleasing to see. So thank you very much for your time today and your amazing contribution. Thank you. Thanks, Craig. Just one of the most incredible people in our community. I, I love our triathlon ACD community. Some amazing people. And Di Evans is an absolute gem who has seen it all in triathlon the ACT. And just the history that she has is fantastic. And I know, Emily, when you talk to her, you know, you, she just lights you up as well. Yeah, she does. I really love talking to Di. She's just a, like a bright spark who's yeah, always happy to have a chat and to pretty much talk about anything. 
She's been a great contributor to coaching and to helping people be able to get a start in the sport and uh, you know achieve in the sport as well. And what I love is you know as one of the mature members of our triathlon community, she has upgraded and upskilled herself to be able to deliver next week virtual online strength conditioning training to the females and training um, members. How cool is that? Yeah, that's very good. That's really cool. So we would love to hear how you're upgrading and upskilling as well and how you are managing your new way of training and integrating and socializing in a physically distancing way. So feel free to put some notes or comments in the on the Facebook page or send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, so thanks very much, everyone. Uh, Emily, great show today. And I look forward to having another chat with you next week. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Bye for now. Be a part of the Triathlon ACT community by visiting www.triathlonact.com.au. If you enjoyed this episode of the Triathlon ACT podcast, we encourage you to share it on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn and leave a review on your favourite podcast app. We would love to hear from you, so please feel free to contact Craig or Emily at director at act.triathlon.org.au with your feedback, questions and suggestions. Be sure to check out the next episode of the Triathlon ACT podcast.